words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, O God, because you're the one at work in our lives, but to will and to do of your own good pleasure. We give you thanks. We give you worship. So journey with us. Unlock something in our minds. Take us to another place where your grace is real. And where your life and we bear witness to the life that is in your son. Thank you, O Lord our God. Let's encounter you in your words. Let these words be life to us. Let your purposes be clear to us. Let's have a mirror by which to compare our lives. Let's absolutely and accurately journey forward. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to read this together. One, two, go. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. So let me start my opening comment thus. The greatest tragedy in life is not to die. The greatest tragedy in life is not to be poor. The greatest tragedy in life is not to be without connections. The greatest tragedy in life is not anything else but to live life and not know why. A life without purpose is a tragedy already. If you can't find out what you were here for, if you can connect with the heart of God, if you can connect with the mind of God and what God sent you here to do, if you are living accidentally, then your life, how will you know when you arrive? How will you know when you reach there? How will you know when you have met the mark if you don't know what the mark is? So it is not the money problems that we have. It is not the scarcity problem that we have. It is not the challenges that we live with every day. It's not even the sickness in our body. The greatest thing is our why. Why? Why are you here? What is your purpose in life? And that is why when you find out who you're supposed to be is called purpose and it propels you when you find out what you're supposed to be it propels you when you get a vision of where you're supposed to be headed it propels you there's a propulsion that happens there's a pull that happens to you for everyone who embraces what their calling is. For everyone who makes peace with what God wants to do in their life. For everyone who connects to the eternal vision of God. There is a pool. There's a pool. There's a pool. There's something that draws you. And that's what our message this morning is about. So we have the why. Why are we here? Why are we in this space? 
we have the word what is our lives about is our lives connected to God so what does God want to do and the who who is going to do it so there is the why the what and the how the why the what and the how you understand so the eye is the lamp of the body if your vision is clear your whole body will be full of light but if your vision is poor your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light within you is darkness how great is that darkness it's like the power of focus if you have singleness of vision one of the things that happens to you is that singleness of vision will make you to be able to see where you're headed the bible says then that if your eye is single your whole body will be full of light if you're focused the focus will become like light many people will not understand you because they will think like you are whatever people will think like you are too much people will think like you are excessive people will you think like you're an extremist have you, how many of you have people called you any of this name do you know people will think like you're a fool sometimes because like Kunle has shared his testimony right as a director in a top in a top listed company in Nigeria this man held the other directors to ransom because of righteousness and guess what he had to pay by leaving everything looked like he lost in fact he lost everything he lost everything but can you see that God is a restorer in the end and what God has in store so we couldn't see it we we're praying but we couldn't see it we couldn't see we, we knew there was something else but we couldn't see it clearly but in the end that vision of the fact that I want to do what is right propelled him to a point where even through the darkest night he knew he did something right there are times when you question him said did i make a mistake i say no brother you did what was right because so many times we beat up ourselves on what we have done especially when it's right and the fact that you do something right doesn't mean that you're not going to bear the consequences the fact that you left the job because of your integrity doesn't mean that you're not going to go without money the fact that everything was looking good before doesn't mean everything will not turn against you when you begin to walk right it comes at a cost but guess what if your eye is single there will be no sense in which darkness becomes light darkness will remain darkness and light will remain light and guess what anyone who is standing in the power of light there is no darkness at all stand in the power of light stand in the power of singleness of vision and your whole body will be full of light your whole body means it represents everything you are about every action every purpose in your heart will be full of light as you stand with singleness of vision say amen so we said let's talk about the why your purpose is 
starts out by asking the why questions. Why do you need purpose? Why does purpose need to exist? Why is there purpose at all? Why and what are very close so you can actually in some kind of way extrapolate the why into the what as well. But the what, let's make the what what God wants to do. The why is for us to understand why we chase after purpose. Number one, why purpose? The Bible says in Psalm 115 verse 1, not unto us, O Lord, but unto you be the glory and the power. The first thing I would say about purpose to you is that his purpose is not about you. Purpose is not just about you, your dog, your needs, your family. Purpose, any purpose that stays and starts and ends with you is too little. If your life is all about your house, your kids, your dog, your husband, your wife, your, 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 my, 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 is not enough. We live in a fallen earth. We live in a broken earth. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 14, someone should find Genesis chapter 3 verse 14 for me. Genesis 3 14. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put an enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed and he shall bruise your head. But guess what God was saying? There is purpose. The purpose God left us on earth is for us to bruise the head of the serpent. Did you see it there? The curse on the devil was that man was supposed to mess him up. We're here to deal with the devil. So for all of you who run away from the devil and who, who are always hiding from the devil, when you hear the devil, you are so afraid. When you hear occults, you are so afraid. Guess what? You are supposed to do what? To bruise the head of the devil. Part of our job, part of our why is to bruise the head of the devil. You're supposed to deal with the devil. You're supposed to lock him out. You know, and it's not just by singing song. Satan, don't fall for God and match him, match him. You know, those kind of songs. Like, <laughs> it's not about singing the song. It's actually about having spiritual authority. It's actually about having the power of God. It's actually about working in supernatural power. It's actually about knowing the grace of God. It's actually about knowing who you are in God. Understanding the power of God is real on your inside. Knowing that God is with you. Knowing that you are strong in the spirit. Knowing that the grace of God is available for you. And that you can take authority over the work of the devil. You can take authority over what the devil is saying. We read this morning in... Um, in Isaiah chapter 46 when he was saying that many people worship idols and these idols people carry their gold and form it into an image and they fall down to this image and worship the image but they have to carry this image everywhere they are going you know how you make a God but you have to carry your God if he's so God why do you have to carry him 
And wherever you put him, that's where he will stay. But people are fearing this image that you have to carry about. Is that God? Can you give me that? Ezekiel 37, 27. The next scripture I want you guys to go through. We're going to see a few scriptures. Ezekiel 37, 27. Has anyone found it? My tabernacle also shall be with them. Indeed, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So God wants to be with the people. God wants a partnership. My tabernacle will be with men. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Why is your purpose? Purpose is about partnership between God and man. So when you hear purpose, it's actually about a holy partnership. Purpose is down to what man and God will do together. So you don't exist just by yourself then. You exist for a holy partnership. You exist to do more than yourself. You exist to live bigger. You exist to immerse in the power of God. You exist so that you and God can find a connection. Find something to do together. That is your why. Let's read this together. Then the Lord answered me. Write down this vision and clearly inscribe it on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the vision awaits an appointed time. It testifies of the end and will not lie. Though it lingers, wait for it, since it will surely come and not delay. Amen. Amen. God is saying in the partnership between you and me, I will paint a picture of something I want you to be about. I will create an image of something I want you to do. But when you hear it, you have a role. Write it down on tablet. Do you see that tablet? iPad. Mobile tablets. In those days they wrote on tablets, but we have even better tablets now, don't we? Write it down on the tablet. Of course, write it down on the tablet of your heart. Your heart is the best tablet where you feel things, where you know things, where you incubate things, where you keep things. God is going to tell you a story about your life. Purpose is about what you are about. Purpose is about God's story and you. Purpose is about God's journey with you. Purpose is not some fancy stuff that people talk about. Actually, purpose is actually not maybe a career only. Purpose is actually something that God wants to do with you. And do you know every person who was sent to earth has a purpose, a unique purpose, a unique plan. You know, this week I was sharing with the school of ministry people at the people of influence. And I was telling them that every day, 200,000 people die. That's the statistics. So if, if we put up now world population, if you go up to the internet and just do world population, and if Google Life starts world population, you will see it. We are at about five minutes to 11 now. It will be about a little over 100,000 people that would have died today, as at this time. By the end of today, about 200,000 people, a little over or less, would have died. 
But guess how many new babies are born today? About 350 to 400,000 new babies are born every day. So we're outstripping, we're outstripping uh, death rates by about uh, 40, 50 percent, which is why the world population is actually increasing. Do you understand? So the world population is increasing at a very alarming rate every day. But something else you should think about. 400,000 new babies every day. Do you know, heaven is not where we are going to alone. Heaven is where we came from. Think about God's factory of blueprints, of fingerprints, of eye retainers, of hands and feet. Think about God's storehouse of mindsets, God's room of ideology. Think about the foundry, the wisdom by which God crafted. And Pastor Chintok was sharing with us last week how God has every person's name in the book of life. And it's when you die that God now opens the books and starts to see whether you lived according to the volumes of the books that were written about you. And whoever's name was not found, and whoever's name was not found in the book of life happens by because those people have blotted it out by their actions and by their deeds on earth. But God has faith. He believes that all 400,000 people he sent to the earth will do why he sent them to earth. That you will do what you are about. That you accomplish your purpose. That you fulfill your vision. That the vision in God's heart for your life will come to pass. And the reason why you were made will happen. That the reason why you were sent to earth will be done. And that it doesn't matter whether you are very educated or very little education. It doesn't matter whether you're short or tall. It doesn't matter whether you're poor or rich. There is a purpose. There is a vision. Write it down. Write it down. Write the vision down. Write it down. I know when God began to speak to me about who I'm supposed to be, I'd never had that ministry before. One night, we were fasting and praying for three days. And we were just in the university then. I, then I was doing a master's degree. It was in Joss. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me that night. He said, Moses, look at my house. Look at how many people are discouraged. Look at how many people are broken. How nobody stops to ask questions as to what people are going through. Look at how many people are troubled. He says, stand up. I will give you a ministry. I said, what is that ministry called? He says, it's the ministry of the encourager. You will be an encouragement to the discouraged. So I didn't know what that means. What does the encourager ministry mean? There was no ministry like that. You know, we know pastors. The first thing I started doing was drama. The next thing I started doing was maybe choir. I didn't have any voice. So they always drive me to the back. One day I started leading praise and worship. After leading praise and worship, I'd been just nearly made head of the choir. Imagine me leading praise and worship. After I drove out the Holy Spirit, the pastor came, took the mic, and said, Guys, did Brother Mo lead us anywhere today? 
the whole church stopped and I was fasting that day. Just asking for the move of God. It didn't happen. I was so broken that day I cried. Because all I wanted to do was to be an encourager. I didn't realize. I didn't need to sing to be an encourager. <laughs> How many of us don't know the expression of our vision? We don't know. We are fighting in the wrong space. Guess what? You don't need to be any particular thing to be your ministry. Your ministry, your calling may not, God may not call you a teacher. God may not call you a pastor. Maybe what you're called to is just administration by the Holy Spirit. Do you know church administration by the Holy Spirit can be so powerful? When you're going through everybody's database and the Holy Spirit starts highlighting on you, this person is not okay. You want to pray for them now. Masunta, Mahayali, Krista. Do you know, is that powerful administration or not? Do you know that calling people like Pastor Zena's job, who calls everyone to give them assignment, can be so spiritual? Because as she's waiting and saying, Who should I ask? The Holy Spirit will begin to tell her things about people. Do you know ministry is not ushering? Ushering is not ministry. Do you know what ministry really is? Unlocking the hearts of people. The usher that can unlock the hearts of people is really in ministry. Choir is not ministry. But being a worshiper at heart is ministry. Write the vision and clearly inscribe it on tables so a herald may run with it for the vision awaits an appointed time it's not amazing that every single vision god gives us has to take time between that time when god spoke to me and now it's almost 25 years 25 years and it's only now that i'm seeing the manifestation of encouragement that people will come to me totally passed out and within five minutes God will upturn through words in my spirit God will upturn where they are and they'll walk away different people I've seen this over and over and over again the vision was for an appointed time but I took note of it and I wrote it down I have never forgotten that conversation between the Holy Spirit and myself what are you called to? What's your calling? What are you? What does God want to do with you? God wants to give you a vision. God wants to give you a dream. God wants to give you a calling. In Daniel chapter 10 verse 14, let's read that scripture. Daniel chapter 10 verse 14. God wants to give you something. God wants a 
partnership between you and him god wants a relationship an engagement god doesn't want you to just sit in church and warm the pews god doesn't just want you to come this sunday and think like the church should be happy for you to come this sunday don't think like the church should be blessed because you came to visit the church on sunday no god wants a partnership with you god wants something with you he has a dream for you he has a vision for you he has something that only you only your dna can do can accomplish on earth that is your purpose daniel chapter 10 verse 14 who has found it now i have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision is in regard to the days yet to come now i've come to give you revelation everyone who writes it down i've come to give you understanding the vision is for a time that is coming some of us are ahead we are running too fast but god says i've given you a vision you need to go back to god for partnership to uncover the grace to uncover the manual to uncover how you are chances are your temperaments are part of your vision chances are your your natural nat natural inclinations are part of the vision chances are the things that you like are part of the vision and god begins to work on you but your job is to uncover don't ever sit in church and don't discover who you are in the spirit god wants you to uncover something to unlock something do you know every i don't know how many of you buy tvs or car and sit down and read the user's manual or even phone every device you buy has the logo of the manufacturer on it every proper device <laughs> let me qualify there's some quingui brands and some stuff you know like the other day somebody uh, i just got a no it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> They have an inside secret there about one iPhone who somebody bought for 20k iPhone with the i with the Apple logo on it. The only problem was that it was Android OS. And the, and, the, and the ringtone was funny. And after two weeks it stopped working. I, iPhone 7s. That's exactly the point. You know, the Bluetooth device is ready to connect. How many of you have heard that? <laughs> the Bluetooth device is ready to connect. I'm like, no, this Bluetooth is going to be dodgy. <laughs> These ones don't have brand names, but every company of integrity puts their logo on their device, which they made, and they're right. A set of instructions first thing you find is commandments do not do not do not they are not apologetic about why they call they don't come and have conversation with you don't put this TV in front of running water 
Do you understand? Do not open it to, to moisture. Do not. They tell you do not. Do not. Do not. Do not. And guess what? None of us argue with them. They are the designer of the device. We don't argue. We just follow the commands. Then the next thing, they give you the image. Operator. This is this opens here. This connects to here. This, this joins here. This is... Then the next thing is, guess what they give you? Any proper company, in the last two pages, you have what is called warranty. Like, if this device doesn't function according to specification, you can bring it back to us. And on our honor, we'll fix it back for you. What does that tell you about God and us? Can you imagine how, if we can just go back to the blueprint of God's design for our lives, how and follow his commands and discipline ourselves to abide by his ways the psalmist said your word have i hidden in my heart that i will not sin against you i love your commandments i love your decrees your statutes are not grievous to me more to be desired than the honey than honeycomb in keeping them there is great reward by moreover by them your servant is one and in keeping them his great reward who loves the Lord which one of you here loves what God wants to do in your life or are you constantly fighting with God God says this is who you are I say Mba. Oh, I say. God says this is who you are I say no it's not true God says don't pour running water you're like oh running water feels good if it feels good just do it when you stop, when you start, do you know why God says no sex before marriage? Do you know why? Because sex actually connects with our soul. And our soul realm is a minefield. So, guess what you do? You activate many, many minefields in your mind. God doesn't want your mind to be in all types of places. When you're married, that's why he says, keep yourself for your spouse. So who was God? That operator's manual instruction, who was it for? It's for the ultimate enjoyment of the device. Every instruction of God is for your good. It's for the good of the purpose for which you were created. Those who make peace with their purpose get into something phenomenal. Amen. Say amen. And some of you, you start going to unauthorized dealers. After you buy the phone. You buy Hyundai. They tell you this Hyundai car is under warranty from the Hyundai Motor Company. But Raouf can do it for one-tenth of the price. You now take the car to Abdul Malik and Raouf. On the Obalende Bridge. They finish your car for you. Oh God, we don't finish our well, well, oh. We knock a hammer, no be small. <laughs> you, 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 you void your warranty, right? 
not Buddha, it's not a Baha'i, it's not Muhammad, it's not Confucius. God is your Savior and Jesus Christ is His Son. This is the only way by which men will find their journey. Those who call to counterfeit take on sorrows that shouldn't be theirs. Those who cling to worldless idols lose the joy that should be theirs. God is my Savior. Jesus is His name. Don't look for unauthorized pattern makers, half purposes, agendas leading you astray. Don't look for them. Stay on God. Stay on Jesus. Hallelujah. The next thing about your word, what am I supposed to do? Say run. I can't hear you. Say run. There's something for you to do. There's a vision for you to accomplish. There's a dream for you to bring about. There's something that only you were sent on the earth to do. But when you find it, what do you do? Run. Run. Run in your assignment. Run into the heart of God. Run into the purposes of God. When you don't have any energy, pick up yourself and say today, I'm running again. I'm running again. I'm running again. I'm running, running, running. I'm running again. I'm running again. I'm running again. I'm running into you again. I'm running into you one more time. I'm running again. I'm running again. I'm running again. Running into you again. Run in your assignment. Run in what you are sent here to do. When you find it, run. I know so many people here who have so many. When I look at you guys, I can see visions. I can see nation builders. I can see politicians. I can see industry professionals. I can see movie makers. I can see fashion designers seated here. What do you do when you find your vision? Run! Run! The vision, the time for the vision is coming. When you find it and you get a decoding of the timing, run. Do you know what will discourage you the most? Do you know what the devil wants to do? Is to make you second guess yourself and doubt and sit in a dark place and worry. When is this going to be? When is this vision going to ever happen? And then you lose the power of focus. You lose the power of pursuit. You lose the strength. You lose that capacity inside of you. But the moment God comes inside of you, every person who knew God at the soul realm always used to say it. Run. David would say, it. I will run as the Lord gives me strength. He causes my feet like, like the hind's feet. Causes my fingers to fight. Bends this bow of steel. Let's read this together. One to go. For I am God and there is no other. I am God. There is no one like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. 
and from ancient times, since that are not yet done, saying, My purpose shall stand, and I will fulfill my intentions. My purpose will stand. I declare the end from the beginning. Do you know, I, I explained it in the morning, that before the world, God did not start making the world from creation. God actually made the world before creation in His vision. In God's vision, He saw the world that He was going to make. In God's vision, He looked ahead into what He wanted to create. In God's vision, He looked into the endless time He knew man was going to fail. So they had a conversation. So what are we going to do if man fails? Then Jesus stood up and said, I will give my life for the sins of the world. Jesus stood up before the earth was made. So we always say Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Have you ever seen that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible that Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Guess what the Bible says about Jesus Christ? That he was the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. That's what the Bible says about Jesus Christ. In the timeless eons of eternity, the Godhead finished everything that had to do with you. And God saw your end before you started. He saw the beginning of your life. He saw the end of it. And then he had conversation. He said, let us make man in our own image. That's what we see as the beginning. And then they moved to make the man. That's God who calls, who declaring the end from the beginning. He talks about the end before it starts. Before the start starts. Before the beginning starts, God has finished your work. Do you know that God knows every one of our dates? How many days you have on earth? How much time you have left? God knows. And his purpose will stand. Ha! I don't know, somebody's hearing me. It doesn't matter the lie of the devil, his purpose will stand. It doesn't matter what the devil tells you, it's a detour. God's purpose in your life will stand. Say amen. God will bring you up. He will raise you. He will place you in your place. Like a sure nail. You will deal with the devil in your life. Your life will not remain every day rising and falling. Your life will not remain every day broken by the devil. Say no. I can't hear you. Say no. Say no. God is coming. He's coming into you. He's coming into the situations that hold you bound. He's coming to the circumstances that challenge you. And he will begin to declare his word and his power. He says, my purpose shall stand. What I want to do shall stand. What I want to establish will stand. And what I, I will fulfill, what I, I will fulfill my intention. The DNA which I wrote about your life, the volumes of the books which I wrote about you, I will fulfill my journey in you. I will bring to pass that which I prophesied from the beginning. I will accomplish in you. Who is the person to who this is directed? Who is that person? Let me give you something about intentionality. People talk about being intentional. Sometimes it's not, it's not like intentionality is bad. We all need to learn how to be intentional. i just give you some quick stats. After the war in Germany in 1945, families came together and began to take sectors in Germany, in Western Germany. 
and they got some subsidies from the government and they be began to build corporations some of the corporations started before this time they just outlived the war but many of them were actually all family businesses you know and in germany and switzerland at the end of the second world war some of the biggest companies in the world were founded and they still exist today and the part of what sustained them was purpose and vision let me give you some examples this is Novartis this is one of the richest companies is number one pharmaceutical in the world it's what market capitalization is 215 billion annual revenue is 48.5 billion and Sanders Family Foundation has majority six. It's mostly owned by a Swiss family. Second one, this is Roche, La Roche. And their headquarters in Basel, Basel in Switzerland. Market capitalization again, 215.59. Is it the same amount as the other one? So I didn't change it. So that's not correct. Second one is not correct. The first one is right. But their revenue per every year is 56.84 billion Swiss francs. These towers are their head offices. This is their head office. And look at their majority shareholder is a miss. Miss Maja, she's holding. And then look at this group with pooled voting rights. That's 45%. This group. Yeah. Yeah. Novartis also owns a, a portion of La Roche. Do you understand? These biggest pharmaceuticals are actually just a few families few families own the biggest businesses in Europe actually 40 45 to 46 percent of all the businesses in Europe are owned by families the top big businesses the fortune 500 companies 45 percent of them are not owned by institutional investors they're owned by individual families families are so rich next slide I'm sure you, you remember this brand so the, this brand is owned by Daimler AG, the group out of Munich. The market cap is 71.3 billion. Revenue every year is 9.2 billion euros. They own AMG, they own Mercedes-Benz, and they own Daimler. A lot of institutional investors in this one, but most of the business is still family. Next slide. Let's read this together. 91% of all private companies in Germany count as family controlled. Most of the jobs available in the private sector are provided by, even during the finance and euro crisis, 500 of the biggest family companies managed to increase the number of employees. Family businesses are said to be the stabilizing effect on the economy. Purpose. Families come together individuals clear eyes vision they train their young to take over from them fathers sitting over businesses handing it down to their children passing it to the next generation building something and each of them take a sector they take something they build it the visioners of the family begin to paint a physical vision even some of them without God just the power of purpose what are we here for? Just that purpose of the fact that Germany has been twice through war within 30 years. 
they said this will not happen again we will use the economy to drive our nation i happened to travel through uh, between the difference between east and west berlin at the end of the cold war years in 2003 i was at alexander platz which was the square where where many of the demonstrations happened in eastern europe in alexander platz you have like large squares and wide roads and very small houses on the east end on the west end you have narrow roads and big houses this is just a difference in paradigm between the russian germany and european germany do you understand but these people pulled their money together and said to build build sunny center build daimler chrysler center built a lot of buildings in eastern europe and upturned this they snapped up the poverty in you in eastern in eastern germany like a like like zoop in 10 years that whole area of eastern germany that was so poor had the best towers they pushed a whole train and subway system through the place where everybody was broken because russia was much more poor than western europe was the power of the strength of these families held a nation and brought it back from the brink at the end of the cold war years switzerland is held to be one of the richest countries in the world just simply because of families who hold wealth and pass it from nation to nation they have no natural resource they have no gold of their own they have no iron no bitumen no petroleum of their own their job is just to keep money for all the world they are so rich why purpose why family why tradition which they pass on from generation to generation some of us are crazy and say no we forget tradition no there's some legacy you need to keep you need to keep some so There is something about the order and the structure of a company with a visioner. Someone who is painting the picture, not hundreds of people running, I think this, I think this. So everybody's, how many see like committee sometimes like a drawback? It's called death by committee. If you don't want anything to happen, give it to a committee. That's why in a committee you must make sure, if you're in a committee, make sure you're the action person who gets things done. Because in most committees, nothing happens. The main thing about this German company was, was the passing down of ideology and a way of thinking. Yeah. So let's round up here. Let's read this together. One to go. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does to you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. So good. So good. Take your everyday life. 
place it before God as an offering. You're eating, waking up, going to work life. That's how to do purpose. Purpose fills everything. Give it to God as an offering. Then your purpose begins. Purpose is not just like, oh, I'm supposed to build a skyscraper. No. Sometimes that's the long-term vision. But guess what? Purpose has legs and hands and everyday actions. Are you consistent? Do you start today and stop tomorrow? Do you have discipline? Can you sit it out? Can you wait it out? Do you have the rigor to stand with people when it's hard? Or will you unbundle? You know some people cannot follow for long. After a short while, they remove themselves. Do you have the power to stay over a long period of time? It was Elijah who said to Elisha, you will get the double portion of the power if you can keep your eyes on me. There's something about looking steadily at God until transformation is done. That's the way to get purpose. It's by gazing into God. Because the Bible says, when your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. Full of light. God wants you this morning to get into Him. God wants you to be about Him. God wants you to know that the journey of your life is valid. God wants you to know that He has big things for you. God wants you to know that your purpose is good in Him. God wants you to know that your life is not an accident. Let me say this. You're not, you're not just an animal that came to the earth to be fed and to grow fat and be good for the abattoir, for men to eat. You're not just an agri chicken. You know those broilers? They grow them for what? For food. Just feed them, feed them, feed them. After how many weeks? See, eight weeks or something like that. They just bring them out and say, okay, kill them. You're not just here to mark time and die. There's a purpose for you. Are you interested in partnership with God? Some of you here, you are builders. We are living less than your life. Some of you here, God has put something in your spirit. You care about people so much. You're actually a healer. But you're doing nothing about the grace that God has put inside of you. Some of you here, you have entrepreneurial grace. You're an industry leader. Are you doing your purpose? When we come to God, we come to find strength so we can do what he has called us to do. Live for more. Find the purpose that propels you to be all that God has planned for you to be. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 